welcome to the What to Expect While Fostering and Adopting podcast show. If you're a foster mom on the journey to adoption, already adopted, or somewhere in the middle, trying to figure out how to navigate the foster care system, wanting to grow your family through adoption, trying to balance everything, or stuck in that space of all things unknown, you're in the right place. What if there was a way to fast track your knowledge, prepare you for the good and the hard, and somebody who could answer that long list of questions I know you have? Hi friend, I'm Christine Marie, biblical mindset coach, adoptive mom, and previous foster parent of 77 children. Yep, you heard that right, 77 kiddos. I'm your host, and my goal is to help make your journey a lot easier by sharing my best tools, techniques, and skills that helped me pivot from foster care to adoption, fully surrender, and trust the process. I'm about to bring some calm to the chaos and show you how to navigate through this journey with a whole lot of grace. So go grab your cup of coffee and let's jump in. It is completely not fair. I was not treated right. What happened was wrong. Child welfare is broken, like completely broken. The system is understaffed. There's not enough workers for the amount of children that they have. I can't believe that we just walked through that. How can they do this? I am 100% confident that rules were broken and nobody cares. If you've been a foster parent for a while, you too probably have thought or even said some of these things. Honestly, you probably or could be completely justified and completely right. What I want to talk about today is five ways to work with caseworkers that maybe you don't get along with, maybe you don't align with, maybe... They don't, what feels to you, have the best interest at heart for the child or for your family. This is going to be a really honest, vulnerable episode. Caseworkers, you guys, are, are human. They are people just like you and me. They have opinions, thoughts, emotions. They sometimes prejudge. They are definitely overworked and have way too many kiddos on their caseload. And this is also when you're dealing with the lives of children and biological families and foster families, there is so many emotions going on. They work long days, long hours, just like we do as foster parents or you might as a foster parent. Emotions can go off the rails sometimes. Maybe they show up after you've had a long night of no sleep. Maybe you're really struggling with the kiddos that's in your home. Maybe they just got out of a visit that was completely devastating. Who knows? Every situation is not perfect. If you're a foster parent, I am telling you right now, buckle up because you will encounter caseworkers who, A, don't like you, will go against what you think is best, or what you believe is best for the child. Caseworkers will make mistakes and they will absolutely disappoint you and break your heart. I want to give you my five ways to work with these caseworkers. At the end of this episode, I will be dropping a little exciting news for those of you who are really looking for more mentorship from somebody who has been there and done that. So stay tuned to the end to hear a little bit more about that. But let's dive in. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to say as a believer, as somebody who believes in Jesus, the very best and first thing you can do is before any interaction with any caseworker, I'm going to encourage you to pray. Pray that every single interaction has God's covering, God's blessing on it, 
And trust that God is bigger than any situation that you're about to walk through and that he ultimately has your best plan at heart. He has already predestined what's going to happen. So sit back, enjoy the journey, trust him. That was the biggest thing that I struggled with as a foster parent, as an adoptive parent is, hello, super controlling person here, trying to manage all the things. In the previous episode, I talked about how I thrived in chaos. So the best way to thrive in chaos is over controlling situations. So I'm speaking from so much experience here. So if you are a controlling person, I want you to know that surrendering is probably going to be really challenging for you. And you can't fully trust God if you're trying to control a situation. I know, let me repeat that again, because I'm speaking to myself here. You cannot trust God if you're trying to control a situation. So surrender, pray before every single interaction. Pray when you wake up, pray when you're going to bed, pray in the shower, pray while you're making your coffee. Make prayer and that relationship with Jesus first and foremost. That, I promise you, friends, is going to help you give more grace to a caseworker and to yourself. Give you a little bit of a story here. When my daughter was about to be adopted, her sister, we found out that her biological half-sister was in the foster care system and going to be surrendered for adoption, and she was placed with a foster family. This foster family was in a different state than we were, and we just felt like, and our daughter's caseworker felt like this was going to be something that was a no-brainer. They're half-biological siblings, they're both girls, they needed to grow up together, they needed to be together, so we traveled out to that state multiple times. We really wanted to show the caseworkers in this place that we cared. We wanted to go above and beyond to help these children form a relationship so that hopefully they would move through the paperwork process or something called ICPC, that they would be able to move through that and see that she that these two siblings should be placed together. It didn't happen anything like that. What sometimes can happen is that caseworkers and you know the different people that work in an office might have a really close relationship with a foster parent. In smaller towns, you might find this even more. Now, this foster family was an amazing foster family and incredible. I didn't have anything bad to say about them, but the fact was that these two siblings needed to be placed together. That's what I believed. Ultimately, the caseworkers and the supervisors in that state and in that town drug their feet so much, going back to they're human, right? They, can, they have their own opinions. They thought what they were doing was in the best interest of the child. I didn't agree with that. I didn't think it was the best for them to drag the situation out. And it took a very long time. And it was ultimately decided that she wasn't going to be placed with us. It wasn't even, I don't even really believe walking into it, it was ever even an option for them, no matter the fact that they were siblings or not. I think they were just happy where she was placed. They were happy with this family. They had a very long-term relationship with this family and a close relationship. And so did that weigh into it? 100% it weighed into it. 
It just wasn't going to happen. And it felt not fair. Do I feel like our family was treated fairly? No. Do I feel like what happened was right? No. But here's the thing. I didn't create the stars in the sky. God did. And ultimately, if his plan for for that child to be with our daughter, if that was his plan, it would have happened. We stepped forward. We did everything that we knew possible. We did all that we heard God telling us to do, and it didn't happen. So that was a situation that felt really wrong to me, and it was very painful, and it was really hard. But ultimately, looking back, I'm super thankful that it was adopted by that family, which is a total 180 from where I was before. The reason for that, it was God's plan. And I surrendered to that. And seeing some of the things that my daughter had needs for that I didn't even realize were needs that she would have, it truly was the very best situation. Pray before every interaction and trust, really trust that God has and does and works everything for his will. Number two, have a mentor. If you don't have a mentor, you can get a mentor. Contact your certifier or somebody with the certification department and let them know you would like a mentor. A mentor is somebody who has been a foster parent for a while. They have possibly gone through additional trainings. They're somebody who was really identified as somebody who was able to help other foster parents navigate the journey, but they're truly somebody who can help guide you. And the reason to have a mentor, even if you're just getting into foster parenting from the very beginning, because they know so many things and you never know what you don't know. And so you can bounce ideas off this person. You can ask this person what might happen in this situation. Being a foster parent, there is so many unknowns. The emotions typically, or at least for me, run super high. And so I had all the questions and wanted somebody to lean on. And I didn't have a mentor. I eventually moved on to become a mentor myself because I wanted to fill that gap for somebody else because I didn't have that. But I also didn't know to ask for one. So definitely ask for a mentor. They can help guide you. It's somebody that can also be a liaison when you walk into tough situations with caseworkers that you might not have the best relationship with. They can help work as a mediation person there as well. So if you don't have one, get one. Number three, when you first get a new kiddo and you first get the caseworker the first time that they come over, yes, I will encourage baking them cookies because why not? It doesn't, it doesn't hurt <laughs> for the caseworker. They definitely um, deserve so much appreciation for all of the work and how tired they are and all the hours that they put in and caring for these children. Ask them if you can have a sit down conversation with them. Sit down with them and ask them the questions. How is it that you would like for me to best work with you? Would you prefer that I email you daily? Would you prefer that I email you weekly? Would you prefer that I just update you when you come for visits? What is that your preference is for us working together? How often will you be coming by to see this kiddo? Is there any special things that I should know about as far as the case is concerned? But having that sit down conversation with the caseworker, getting to know them personally, yes, like I said, maybe making them cookies and just getting to know them. And number four, I would encourage you documenting every single 
thing. It might be seem a little redundant to you. It might seem like, why would I even need to document this? I would literally have a journal by your bedside table at night where you document things that happened during the day that you might want to make note of, emotions that your kiddo had, who visited that day, if there was anything that kind of comes to mind as maybe your foster child had a hard day at school. Just document it. Just write it down. And then if anything else that's major comes up, I would definitely recommend documenting it by sending an email, CCing the supervisor or the person who is working with you from the certification department. You really want to over document. I cannot stress this enough with how busy and how overwhelmed the system is making sure that you are always covering your tail, CYT, cover your tail. Every single opportunity you have, you want to make sure that everything is written, everything is documented, because you never know when you're going to need some sort of documentation. You just never know. So get started ahead of time. Make this a habit as you begin fostering and just taking notes in a journal, having one journal that is specific to this. And then, like I said, documenting in writing through email, anything that might raise to the level that you might want to know. You can think of the caseworker for your kiddo as a digital parent per se. You want to make sure that you are notifying the parent. And I'm just putting in that framework so you can kind of put yourself in the position of if there's anything you're like, I would want to tell my spouse or I would want to tell my significant other that this thing happened, send it an email. Make sure it's in writing. So there has been some caseworkers that we worked with, that we had kiddos with, that didn't like us, or we didn't agree with, or maybe we didn't like them, or whatever the situation was, it was not a fun experience. Maybe we thought that this caseworker was not making good choices for the kiddo, or maybe we felt like this caseworker wasn't being fair in certain ways. And at the very last option, number five, is you can ask for a new caseworker for your child. This is, again, the most extreme situation where there's something that has come up that you just are totally in disagreement with, that you don't think is right, that really is upsetting and profound. But I do want you to know that asking for a new caseworker is an option because I had no idea that that was an option. And at one point we did have to ask for a new caseworker for one of our kiddos and we were given a new caseworker. Now, does that upset people? Yes. Does it sometimes paint you in a bad light? Yes. But when you're thinking about the best interests of the child always, that should be first and foremost. If it's just that you and the caseworker don't get along, that's not necessarily, I mean, if it's impacting the child, that might, that's definitely something that I would consider this in that situation. But if it's just you don't have a great relationship, I wouldn't say that has raised to that level. If this is something that you really feel like this caseworker is not doing the very best job for your child, this is something that, of course, go through the process, talk to your certifier, and see if this is a situation where that can be done. But I do want you to know that is an option. That's my top five list. 
And finally, to share what I'm so excited to share for those of you who have been listening to my podcast and thinking, you know what, I really connect with her and I really resonate with feeling a little bit alone on this journey of foster parenting, not having the support that I really need. And I would love to have her as my personal mentor. I will be launching a membership community in the next few weeks. And I'm so excited to roll this out. I wish I had this when I was a foster parent, somebody who could help guide me, nurture me and that community with like-minded mamas that would help me navigate through the journey with a whole lot more grace. So that will include bi-weekly group coaching, monthly Q and a sessions and me. Yes, me right along there answering the questions that you have as well as valuable content will be launched first in that community as well as exclusive content for that group only so super excited to share more as that comes along hey friend i hope that you loved today's episode i pray it blessed you and helped you see that you have a friend in your corner who truly understands what you're walking through If so, would you share this episode with someone who's been praying for a breakthrough in their own journey? It would also bless me big time and help others to find this podcast if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also submit your questions, topics that you would like covered, and find a community of like-minded mamas in my private Facebook group by searching what to expect while fostering and adopting on Facebook. See you next time.